Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mind Body Green's beauty podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am your host and Mind Body Green's beauty director, Alexandra Engler. On this podcast, we explore beauty through the lens of well being. And on today's episode, I have on a very special guest who is an esthetician to the stars. If you have ever seen anybody on a red carpet, you have seen her work before. She also has famously gorgeous skin herself. I cannot wait to get into all of her advice. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of meeting her before. And so, you know, I can't wait to dive back into some of our conversations. Without further ado, Joanna Chuck, welcome. Thank you so much, Alex. I'm so excited to to be here with you and and uh, I guess share my story, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And let's get into that story. You know, I always like to start off these episodes by allowing the audience to get to know you a little bit better. What what was your journey into the beauty industry? Yes, so I'm Joanna Check. I am an esthetician. I've been an esthetician for 37 years and uh got into beauty industry completely by accident. I don't have any sexy story. <laughs> Why am I here? And so on. I simply did not pass physics to medical school. After <laughs> studying biology, I applied to medical school and was missing nine points. And that year we had 20 people per seat, right? And it so did not work. Then I started taking tutoring in physics um, to thinking about reapplying to uh, medical school, but uh, in the meantime, I uh, uh, passed tests to get to Beauty Institute in Poland. That's where I'm from. That's where I'm born and raised. Um, and to get to Beauty Institute in Poland, you had to pass uh, biology and chemistry as well. I was prepared quite well on kind of medical school level. So I did great. Started studying physics to thinking about that I will be uh, reapplying. But after three months of studying anatomy, physiology, and pathology of a nail plate, and being 21, I felt that I'm a genius, basically, and I know it all, and I'm a doctor, and I'm going to proceed with that beauty school. So um, exactly 12,760 hours later, that's over two years, I became an esthetician and not a doctor, but I remained that inquisitive aesthetician. So sure. And I I mean I love hearing about your background and I, I want to know how did you develop the practice that you have now? Because you you are very famous for, you know, uh having such a unique approach to skincare and also, you know, touching the faces of some of the most famous people on earth. Um so you know what how did you form the practice that you have today? What was that journey like? Uh, I think that before I got to this journey, I will go for a second to my background a little bit, a little more. I realize more and more, and when I'm hearing now just my mom's stories and whatever I remember from the stories of my aunts or, or uncles or even my, my friends, um, as a little girl, I was never that um, person who would brush their hair of their dolls or so on. I had to be the one who would um, put bandages on their legs or their arms. I had to be a godmother to every animal and every doll. So I guess I had in me that kind of 
caring um, personality always, maybe uh, where I come from. Maybe the fact that I come from the parents who survived the Second World War. Uh, that was forming my personality right there at home. And then I also became an athlete. I, Since six years old, I was chosen to sports schools. And then for the um, next 12 years, I was uh, on this junior level competitive uh, runner, 5K runner. I was second shortest basketball player. Um, so I think I was always very aware of the needs of the body. And at that point was on very particular level. I had coach, I had trainer, I had physical therapy, but I needed to know um, how to support my body for the best performance. Back in Poland those days, we had one cream. I knew that I have to protect my face when it's freezing outdoors, so I will not have broken capillaries. So I knew those facts and kind of they were I was growing with all of it without knowing that I will be preparing to, to take care of people really, because I don't know if I knew then yet that I want to be a doctor or, or I wanted to be a singer too. I, however, I think I love singing. <laughs> so, and I could play piano and I was singing in choirs. So I, I do have good musical or language kind of, uh, year than, um, so I, I didn't really, when I actually, I'm realizing it right now talking to you that I think I was forming already since the beginning to be that, that caring person, analytical person, trying to understand human's body. Because when we just going to get back to skin right away now, that's not... It, it's not just that surface. It's not, it takes a lot of... Um, discipline, it takes a consistency, it takes so much more uh, than just skincare, what we understand through it. That skincare, it's about 30%. 70% is our lifestyle. So that's where it all begins. I'm completely not answering your question, but that was super important. You know, I think it, it is super important to understand that. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I, Graduated Beauty Institute in Poland. I was there an esthetician for over two years. And then after arriving to United States in 1989 as a 25-year-old esthetician, um, I, have, um, I worked in two smaller places and then uh, ended up in 1995 at Pola Salon Spa. And that kind of hit that moment of... Um, uh, my name starting resurfacing. Uh, that's when I got a little first credit for actually doing manicure pedicure on Trish Golf, uh, one of the models. Uh, and I did not know even that I got that credit. That was cover of December issue of Vogue. And it said, Joanna, check manicure pedicure. And this is kind of important information. Back in Poland, we are prepared to treat your whole body. Manicure, pedicure as a medical treatment. Uh, I could do brows. I could do uh, body treatment. I could do skincare. So you uh, waxing, any depilatory treatments. So you really prepared for it all. Um, and that's how initially began. I was doing those almost surgical manicures, pedicures. And that's very often clients says, 
oh my God, and, and you do skincare. If you do skincare the way you do your pedicures, I want it to be. So that's kind of how very often began. And, and that was that moment that the word of mouth started working. And I, Alex, I really enjoyed that part a lot um, because that was super surprising hearing all of a sudden from Miramax in London that they want me to be part of Kill Bill or uh, just, and I'm like, how did you even? And that was probably Natasha Richardson, late Natasha Richardson, who told Uma, you know, and then there were those requests. So uh, it was a little different word, but I really loved that word of mouth machine. It was very, very solid. Um, I, I don't know, how did I get to this moment? Loving what I do, uh, completely, you know, passion being... Uh, very inquisitive, loving science behind it all, um, learning on daily basis I learn. I study only these days as much as I have any energy left uh, for. Uh, I should, I would love to. I mean, I always say if I could make money by studying, I would be very wealthy person because I just love getting new knowledge and, and I learn every day something new. I'm very open to all those things, but I also love teaching. So part also where I am, another part of it, I love teaching. I love educating clients, very much so. And I love educating estheticians. In my uh, studios, the New York one and Dallas one, or wherever I work, there is always another technician standing next to me and observing case by case what I do, how do I approach the client, which we might get to it, right? And um, also, uh, they are never two facials, that they are the same. Uh, so they get the best lesson besides the fact that I share my 37 years experience, even just the way how I communicate with clients, things that are never written in any books, they get to um, witness those skin analysis, etc. So um, uh, studios, then e-commerce, and then finally skincare line came. So I feel like they are almost four businesses going on. I, I don't want to know some parts of it at all. Uh, in the meantime, I love collaborating with other people because I believe in many other skincare lines. I, I worked for three years with La Mer as their global ambassador. I was for two years with Dior. I was with Clay de Paul. So I, I, whenever anybody presents me and shows science behind it, I, and I get excited that I'm ready to go on and, and work with. So, you know, you said something in your answer, which uh, piqued my interest and certainly is something that I knew I wanted to ask you about. And you said that no two facials are the same. Um, and that really speaks to your highly individualized and highly personal approach to skincare. And I'm just so curious, how do you go about crafting a facial for somebody? Um, let's say hypothetically, it's a new client who, you know, you haven't worked with. What are the questions that you ask and what are the steps that you take to, to craft something for them? Any studio that the clients uh, walk in or my working room, because that could be suite in the hotel, if we have events, it could be who knows what, or it could be simply studios. 
right away there is extension of me. I tend to offer espresso because I'm a crazy espresso drinker and supporter. I think I had the first machine that appeared in United States 15 years ago. It was only one one model available. So it starts with with the that's only what I can do in the kitchen. I'm great in making all sorts of coffees. I offer that there is a hope, there is a hope or chance for water. And yes, we do have herbal teas, but I always offer water or espresso. And then there is particular music that plays in my uh, rooms. It's never that raindrop music. That's not the mood that I'm setting client for because I am getting clients ready to have a little conversation with. I don't want them to fall asleep right away. And there is a different story. If I have a static client who comes every week or every two weeks for a treatment, even though they do need, I need 10 minutes of conversation with them and then I can leave them alone. But when the new client comes, besides the setting that mood, then I basically start interrogating them or I turn into an anesthesiologist. Uh, I was told once by my anesthesiologist, like uh, before my surgery, two weeks before, he's asking me, so um, how many glasses of wine did you have yesterday? I said, doctor, I told you I don't drink. How many cigarettes? I told you I don't smoke. And all those things. And one time they explained to me, because they asked me the same questions at least three more times, until basically 20 minutes before procedure, very often in front of our family members or in front of uh, colleagues or so on, we are not honest and we can cause a problem. A much bigger problem regarding uh, anesthesia uh, in comparison to skin treatment, but skin treatment, if we did not ask enough questions, it could be also damaging. So I ask, I am allowed, I am allowed behind the closed doors to ask how old is the person. Right away, I can tell based on chronological age, if they are in good shape or not. Because you could have fantastic looking 60 years old and you could have 30 years old that it's a mess. And then they're going to be different situations. Is it a lifestyle? Is it a sickness? Is it uh, genetics? Uh, all those things. So then I ask another question. Uh, what medications are they on? Regarding any potential skin um, side effects. So usually they are certain antibiotics steroids, blood thinners, Accutane, and it's internal or topical medication. Um, who knows what strength of uh, retinols uh, people are on uh, or maybe metrogel for rosacea or so on. Um, what are their biggest concerns? Because they might be concentrating on something that does not at all uh, alert me, but you know, we saw the spot, so we're going to be dwelling on it, right? Uh, but but that's probably not the biggest problem. Um, if they have any metal plates in their chest or their head, and it's very strange because usually, oh my God, metal plates. So what does it mean? If you have a pacemaker in your heart, that's already something uh, that could be affected by maybe ultrasound, maybe microcurrent. We don't know. We need a communication with doctors. They could be just a, a clip, uh, you know, putting your skull together, but I don't know how deep it is and what's happening. So especially brain and heart, I need to know what's going on. 
um, I need to know if they are pregnant. I need to know about any allergies um, that they potentially have. Uh, so I'm kind of, I'm very, very inquisitive. And also throughout, throughout the treatment, I try to find out if they are a person of five steps or 17 steps. I try to find out from them if they would like to hear step by step what I'm going to do uh, or they or should I just shut up and let them breathe? Yeah, because that's, uh, but I have to say 98% of clients, they literally, um, they want to learn. Clients these days are much more educated regarding skincare line. Uh, I am probably a big uh, part behind it that there is not enough all of a sudden, this is good for you. No, why is this good for me? What does it contain? How does it really work? So I educate that client and I go step by step from the moment of starting cleansing the face and then massaging and so on. I tell why am I doing it, what I will be doing. And I think once you understand what is happening step by step, I think efficacy of all the treatment will be much higher. This is exactly the same thing if you understand why do you apply a particular product and how does it work, efficacy of it will be also higher. And then at the end, I teach them what they should do, what should be a follow-up. Um, we create personalized prescriptions uh, for clients. Everybody lives with prescription. Either they buy the product or not. We offer FaceTime consultations. That's something that definitely grew and got so much popularity during pandemic. I've always been doing it, but it got to really a very, very busy time. Within about eight months, I had 1,600 FaceTime consultations in about 35 countries. It kept us going. It, it really kept our e-commerce busy. And yes, that's how we kind of survived. We, everybody was doing whatever they could. So I don't know if it, if it answers your, your questions. It does. Yeah. I don't have plans. You know, it's very, I, I am strategic to a certain extent. I know what technologies I can offer. I know what skincare lines I will be potentially using during the treatment, but what treatment I'm going to perform, I don't know. And I definitely don't allow clients to request. Unless that's a series of massages or series of peels or series of microcurrent treatments and we both agree on it and we have a certain goal and we have certain amount of time. That can change. That can change too, because maybe within the six weeks of treatment, on the third week, person is pregnant. So I still keep asking the same questions over and over again. That's never, you know, I know it sounds so boring, but I recommend to everyone, to estheticians and experts, just being very inquisitive because that could prevent many, um, many mistakes. Sure. You are so well known for being... Um you know, so educational during, during your facials and just in general, you, you know, you, you have such a passion for, um, helping people care for their skin on a day-to-day -day basis. And as you mentioned, people are so much more educated now, right? Um, and I'm curious. And so I want to ask you about this. 
I, I am sure that's a little bit of a double-edged sword, right? Having people who are so educated uh, come in um, because there is a lot of misinformation out there, right? And so maybe they are educated and maybe they're so hungry for knowledge, but maybe they've heard some bad information here and there. I, I'm curious, what are some of the bigger misconceptions that you hear when you're talking to people and how do you correct that information? So one thing, what I noticed, people pay attention to trends in the skincare. I don't believe in trends in the skincare. I know that might sound weird, but I believe that skin needs what it needs. It is the largest organ in our body. When you flatten it, it has two square meters. When you weigh it, it's about three kilo weight, ordinary size of a human being. And it has 25% of immune system. So we need to take care of that organ. So I don't know what new fascinating things will be really helping it if the skin needs particular skin builders, which is usually vitamin A, C, E, niacinamides, ceramides, particular peptides, hyaluronic acid. And we are kind of done. These are the most important basics. Um, if somebody is talking, um, the common mistake is doing what your girlfriend does. This is such a common mistake because uh, what the girlfriend needs, and uh, this is also that question that we get asked on DMs or on IG, and what did you do on her? I mean, really, you shouldn't be concerned because most likely I won't do it on you. So, uh, I mean, that, that's, I, I could, if they ask about technology, absolutely. Is it going to be step by step the same treatment? Really, it will not be. Because even Alex, if I would take care of you today, and I will see you in three weeks, weather in New York will be different, and maybe you will have your red carpet or, listen, red carpet is every day for, for every single person. We all want to look like, we want to have skins like red carpet. So, but, but also we can address certain problems first and then get to those red carpet treatments. So uh, um, what other misconception is there that I, yes, really um, trying to, to get educated. So there is tons of marketing going on, uh, talking about anti-blue light serum. Uh, plus, uh, please put your vitamin C or even ACE and you are protected. And also that blue screen, really, it doesn't do uh, horrible things on your skin because actually air conditioning from that room does much more worse than the blue screen. Blue screen might uh, tire your eyes. Okay, you're going to have to explain that a little bit more to me. What is the air conditioning doing to my skin? Air conditioning to your skin is affecting pH of your skin fascinating. Yes, the changes of the weather. Yes, when you are in a hot room and then all of a sudden it's a cold air or changes of the temperature and those confusing temperatures for the body affect pH of the skin. If pH of the skin is affected, automatically lipidic layer is unbalanced. Then we are experiencing transepidermal water loss. Next factor is dehydration. And then finally, we experience inflammation. Inflammation in this situation will be flare-ups, could be form of breakouts, could be itchiness, redness, dehydrated patches, etc. And that won't happen during your one session. This is, you know, again, if we are consistent with good thing, repeatedly doing it, and then brings great effects, 
And it's the same when we are consistent with something not so positive that will bring this other effects called call them side effects. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So you have mentioned a few times in your answers about uh, the red carpet facial or getting red carpet ready or big event ready. And um, I, I love how you say every day as a red carpet, like, don't we all want great skin every day? And I know from having talked to you previously is, you know, this distinction between an everyday facial and a red carpet facial, that the distinction actually isn't what you think it is. Um, and that, <laughs> so I want you to explain that because I love it. Uh, you know, tell us more. Yes, I I really can't wait to, to answer this question or at least my opinion about it. Talking about red carpet facial, that's really abbreviation of a facial. So really your the red carpet facial that you get, you get at least in our studios on daily basis because I can literally address so much. I can start with balancing your skin. Then I can do maybe some peel if the skin feels balanced and strong enough. Then I can do extractions. Uh, you, you can, you have some time to heal. Then I can do, maybe before that, I did sculpting deep tissue massage. Then I'm uh, uh, doing uh, cryotherapy and microcurrents and sonophoresis and iontophoresis and all those things. When you meet the person and you have this 50 minutes to make them feel or look snatched or this kind of thing, then, then yes, I happened to hydrate the skin. I happened to microexfoliate the skin, most likely some mechanical exfoliation in this situation because then skin is less reactive. When you really think about red carpet facial, I will repeat again, that's more of abbreviation what I really believe in because if the client comes and spends such a, a steep amount of money, uh, they own daily basis that's a red, green, or whatever uh, pavement, carpet, whatever you are walking on. That's your red carpet facial. But I understand, I, I understand that's kind of why we use this name red carpet, but almost it shouldn't be used because li literally they on daily basis going to work, going to your conference, getting on your Zoom when you're going to be facing so many people, you want to look like your red carpet yourself. And, and I understand where it came from when tons of cameras are in front of you, but I treat every single person after communicating with them. And that allows me to actually, reminds me that there is another question. What are your plans for tonight or tomorrow? Are you going to the beach? Are you getting married? Are you having that red carpet appearance? Because that also allows me to decide what I can do at the given moment with the client. So, um, yes, yeah, so red carpet facial is kind of abbreviation of facial in my opinion. Yeah, and I think um, that answer speaks to something that I, uh, I love in that, you know, it's truly about what you do consistently. It's about, you know, the how you care for your skin um, throughout your life. How you take care of yourself, yes, also. Yes, rather than just being like, oh, I'll just get a big facial before, you know, uh, a a big event in my life and and I'll call it good that doesn't it doesn't work like that you got to put in the work every day 
I mean, how do we work out? How do we get in shape, Alex? Do we go for a workout before event? No. We start addressing our diet minimum six weeks before. You can do you can do a lot intensely within six weeks, but I would have to say I would start much sooner. And the healthy way, getting ready for the summer. When summer ends, you should start getting ready for another summer regarding body, you know, really being consistent on a daily basis with your face and body routine, because if you don't take care of your body, your face will show it as well. With intuitive uh, diet, I do really love Dr. Gandhi uh, anti-inflammatory uh, approach. Um, I think it has a lot to do the way how we feel and look, um, especially skin when we avoid, uh, avoid sugars and dairy products and so on. But really taking care of yourself and for this vanity part to really show it, you need to take care of the body. Um, from the workout, through body massages, through the proper body routine, but also even deeper, it's really what we put into our body. I mm, believe in this anti-inflammatory diet suggested by Dr. Gandhi, uh, that definitely, you know, reducing amount of sugar and dairy products uh, helps generally for the body, for your digestive system and the way how it operates, but definitely for the skin, uh, reduces uh, the glycation process. There is such a thing like premature aging that we can very often see. It's called glycation when um, eliminate, uh, not eliminated and not digested sugar uh, uh, attaches to collagen fibers and causes this premature little lines uh, causes dehydration and fragile, fragility of collagen. So this is when it's access sugar, but that also depends on our metabolism. So proper diet, proper amount of water, and, and of course, proper sleep uh, and relaxation. It takes, it takes a lot. Um, and, and then we are that, that final touch, that, that vanity. But uh, yeah, again, healthy skin is not about just applying moisturizer. It takes time, takes uh, discipline, consistency, and also mm, when do we do it? The main moment taking care of yourself, especially skin as a face and body, is the nighttime. Nighttime prepares you for a moment um, of, um, I should say, at the nighttime, efficacy of the products applied on the skin as a whole, it's increased 50 to 60%. Uh, also, at the nighttime, we have a main water loss. Uh, so we want to uh, put all the moisturizers, all the hydrators to not wake up like dry prunes in the morning. That's very important. Daytime, it's moment of protection. So we want to make sure that we, yes, there is a glow, but there's also um, a SPF or maybe tetrapeptide defense that protects you from heat-induced hyperpigmentation. Uh, so that kind of, it's very important what and when and makes also a difference. Yeah. I I love that you acknowledge the lifestyle component because it is such a such a vital part of this bigger picture. Um, and that's certainly something that we believe in here very much at Mind Body Green. So I love that we share that um, that overlap. Um, but to go back to the in-office um, options for a moment, I am curious, 
what sort of tools and technologies um, are you using right now? And, you know, what sort of um, innovations pique your interest that are perhaps on the horizon? Just because, you know, I feel like this area of really like, uh, professional grade, high technology, um, skincare treatments, it's, it's truly just exploding and has, um, been flourishing for the past few years. So I'm, I'm curious to see what, what you're using and what you love. Um, these days, yes. And especially due to Instagram. So I would say last 10 years, we think that there is so much, so much innovation and novelties and so on. Let's say that LED light just exploded within the last five to seven years. I've been using it since 1995. So it is, it, it, it's a tricky thing. Then we are talking about, um, actually they call it scrapers and it's really ultrasound water peel. I brought it from Poland in 2002. Um, uh, so uh, diasonic, that high frequency currents post extractions forever existed. Those currents are called Darsonval currents. And that's been as long as aesthetics. Whenever Darsonval came out with those currents and they realized that produces ozone, it was used as an antibacterial treatment, not novelty at all. Microcurrents, different forms of it are being introduced. Different shapes of electrodes are being introduced. But there is still microcurrent. Massage is our general uh, muscle stimulation, stimulating blood flow, moving hemoglobin to uh, spread oxygen all around. And that's our uh, technology, our hands. It's still my favorite um, technology. And then um, ultrasound has been used more and more in skincare, but also I've been using it for at least 20 years to push the product uh, faster into the skin, to tighten the skin. Um, cryotherapy uh, became more popular, used to be ice cubes, and now we have cryotherapy machines. So um, uh, I, I don't know what is so new, really. Yeah. So you're saying that <laughs> we all need to catch up with you. <laughs> you know what? I, have to, I am Polish Catholic, so I can't sound like that. But 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 I am I am excited about new looks. I am excited about sexy looks. About you know machines look nicer these days. Um, they were very simple. They still were very. They had great efficacy. But now they are very pretty looking. And I'm looking forward, you know, to change to maybe smaller cryotherapy machine or so on. Just something so we're still working on it they are combinations of um a technologies like led light combined with sound uh, thanks to that we can uh, stimulate atp energy so the results of a treatments are longer lasting so they are a little adjustments i love the fact that people kind of find me these days which is i'm feeling very very honored and lucky um, but, but I'm, I'm kind of, I'm inquisitive. I ask a lot of questions and, and learn. I learn a lot, um, you know, going to Poland and then, uh, so I get all the European market from there. Um, um, and estheticians these days, they have even, uh, they got into the, uh, uh, point that they graduate with master's degree. So it's another level. Yes. So, uh, so I learn a lot of there, I have to say. Yeah. You know, we've talked about that very briefly is just the difference between um, 
you know, Americans view on spa treatments, quote unquote, spa treatments, or, you know, facial treatments versus Europe, and, you know, how much more advanced Europe and other markets are compared to the States. And I find that just so fascinating. There's such a reverence in Europe, whereas in the States, it's seen as a luxury or, you know, something that maybe is a little bit more frivolous. That's exactly, but that's when we, and also what I would love to change, and the, my first step I just made last week, Alex, by introducing Joanna Czech Method at Blackberry Mountain. Okay. Yes, it's a great resort, fabulous place. And we always associate resorts or and hotels that's going to be just fluffy facial. They're going to change one mask and they will rinse it off. They will put another, they will step out and they are still snoring. And that's when you, we talk about that then those effects are not long lasting. So literally I did train four technicians with my method. They offering technology that I use. They're going to be using three main skincare lines that I used during my treatments. And they will be offering facials with proper effects. So actually client who's going to be leaving, I'm not sure if they're going to be really relaxed, but they will see the difference and they're going to be educated and they will leave the room with a little prescription for the night and the daytime for the face and the body. So this was the training. So I want to um, change that idea that you go to the hotel, like what should I expect, right? No, actually you might expect and get very educated and, um, I, I think I have quite many estheticians already, you know, that learned and, and they are great educators themselves now because they, they saw what means being inquisitive because unfortunately, I have to be very honest, the schools still don't offer enough in my opinion because I don't know how much can you learn within 600 to 1,000 hours. Um, this, oh my goodness, I mean, people go to dermatology school for seven years to learn about skin, right? Not 700 hours. So it's, uh, it's, it's, there is a difference, but you know, it has changed. And also, Alex, it's more noticeable, I think, in New York, uh, on East Coast, or maybe in coastal cities, when you get people from all over the world, and they bring those novelties into the country. And um, so... Uh, that's how they share with us or we share with US or however, whatever side am I on. Sometimes I feel Polish, sometimes American, I have dual citizenship. But I think being in that most international city in the country, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. So the last section that I always ask my guests about is how they take care of themselves. Um, this covers... Uh, could potentially cover a lot of ground. It could obviously cover your skincare and beauty routine, but it can also cover your well-being routine. Um, but you know, I because you are Joanna Check, I have to ask you, what is your skincare routine? <laughs> okay, I will. I will start with my evening. So, so I will start with this with the superficial part with my skincare routine. Right, I come back from work if I'm on land. <laughs> If I'm not at the airport or uh, let's say I'm in New York or in Dallas, I'm now in New York, I come back from work or the day is coming to the end and around six or seven, usually I finish, uh, depends on the day, come back, the first thing, I take a shower. 
This is the very first thing. I apply my body routine and my body routine during the shower, I use my necessary body washes. So I will get to details. I love because they have those either fresh scents and kind of unisex or simply no scent. Um, I use a biologic silicone gloves to massage all the dimply areas. And I don't know the girl without those little dimples that we call cellulites. That does not remove them within one shower. But if I've been doing it since I was um, at least 30, that's been for a while. And, um, and cumulative results, again, work. So I massage removing my gels, rinsing my gels off. And then I apply two products when I'm out of the shower. It's acidic dermalac lotion by Environ Skin Line from South Africa, followed by um, body oil with vitamin A, C, E, also by Environ. They are the most important things that my skin needs. Uh, after the shower, I uh, usually have my supper. And uh, that thanks to my husband, he is a chef in our home. I'm a coffee maker. <laughs> uh, so we have our supper. Then I do my face routine. And my face routine, my face was already washed under the shower. Uh, the Regarding cleansers, that's the um, biggest number of one type of a product that I have. I think I have 10 to 12 cleansers. And it's not about the name and the company. It's about the consistency. If I was wearing makeup, I would use balm or oil. And that's going to be, for instance, uh, Costa Brazil oil or Wonder Valley oil to wash my face. If I did not wear any makeup, and I usually don't, then I would use gentle uh, gel by exquisite or um, maybe um, reflect wash. Uh, that these are my kind of face washes. I'm also testing my own. Uh, so um, the, uh, that was face wash, and that happened you in the shower. After that, pH control controlling toner. I will repeat that. After washing my face, I use pH controlling toner because among many other factors, water affects our pH. After the toner, I use personally for last three years, my own soothing serum. Sometimes I add on before that uh, serums by Forlet, um, placenta, egg membrane. I love that Japanese line. So then again, my soothing serum after, and then I follow with vitamin A. I personally use form called retinal palmitide that does not create retinoid reactions on the skin. I use sequence four by Environ Skincare Line, uh, created by Dr. Des Fernandez in South Africa. And after that, I use um, Eastin eye cream or Fortlet eye cream. Sometimes I use eye cream, sometimes I don't. All the products that I use, they were uh, ocular tested, so uh, th they don't create eye sensitivity. And at night, I put my own balm to keep all the moisture. Considering my age and my situation, I am approaching 60. I don't have any estrogen left. I need to keep all the moisture within my body. So this is my prep for the na ordinary night. Sometimes um, I add over um, revival mask that I sleep with, and it's a great brightening treatment when you wake up in the morning. Um, 
every other night, if I have more time, I do use Lima laser uh, as a treatment. I use new face microcurrent and I use my own massager. My own massager, I basically use every single day because it, uh, I could have my routine on or not. The rollers are rolling and you don't need to worry if you had a product on or not. I call it Netflix friendly. Uh, when I take care of my face, I have my Saluma LED light uh, on my knees or on my belly um, because I want to tighten my skin wherever I can. Um, that's what happens when you approach 60. Um, and uh, that would be my nighttime general routine. It it switches. It switches because sometimes it's an extra mask. Sometimes it's maybe a little touch of exfoliation that I would use maybe a little stronger acidic toner by Biologique um, uh, or for let uh, exfoliating toner. Uh, and then in the morning, my routine is fairly... Uh, Easy. I will start with skin and then I will tell you about other uh, parts of taking care of myself. But face, it's um, the re removing residue of the nighttime products. Sometimes I use face wash pads to remove residue of the product uh, or the gentle cleanser. Then, of course, because water touched my face, I will do pH controlling toner, my own. The same situation, sometimes extra serums by for lead, sometimes not. If not, then I mix half of pipette of my soothing serum with four drops of my C plus serum, my own C plus serum. Mix it together, apply face next and decolleté. And then I put the balm, a thin layer of the balm. Um, it creates beautiful uh, canvas if you want to wear the makeup. If not, it kind of creates beautiful glow. It's not greasy, it's not shiny, it's simply glowy um, due to presence of this um, illuminating red algae in it. And uh, I love uh, applying the, um, what is that called? Prima... Prime Skin, that's my uh, new favorite foundation by G Beauty. Uh, uh, it really makes you feel that your I mean, everybody says I have great skin. I have also stage one rosacea, so that covers it nicely. But skin still has okay quality. Um, and uh, if I'm spending time outdoors, of course, that comes as PF. But I have to admit, if I'm uh, seven minutes outdoors and walking to work, I don't put SPF if I'm going to be for 10, 12 hours indoors and I'm literally seven minutes outdoors. So this is, this is me. Everybody will have very different opinion about it, but that's me. Besides that, for me, one of the most important things that I cannot live without is workout. And, and I did not jump into it because I turned 30 or I think 40 and it was cool and it was Lululemon or whatever else is happening. But I always had to work out. I had my one break in a workout only for the first two years when I was in the United States because I was surviving. I was trying to have a job. I was trying to have extra job. There were no cell phones. My, my bills were bigger than my earnings. So uh, I probably walked a lot being in New York without even thinking about it, but that's many years ago. And as soon as I could afford the very first trainer, um, I paid for the very first trainer. I remember $30 per hour. I, I never stopped having those trainers because I need them because that's only how I understand workouts. 
I, I need to be pushed and I can be pushed. I, um, apparently my body still operates on a younger level. That's what I hear from all those people who help me and take care of me. I've done yoga tons and whenever I can jump into it, I do it. Among my favorite workouts is kickboxing because it addresses all of the body parts and, and my favorite cardio. I love still singing to myself and dancing. Dances, you guys can see probably on Instagram, even I make idiot out of myself. At least I'm certain <laughs> that I do it according to the rhythm. The movements are not smooth, but <laughs> I love it. It just makes me feel so good. I get body massages. I, um, I love talking to my therapist. I love talking to my therapist and I don't know, uh, judgment or not. I still help myself with anti-anxiety medication that I decided uh, to stay on forever because I probably will not get pregnant. <laughs> but, but that gives me some cushion because I suffered from major panic disorder as a young adult and um, and was always that kind of anxious person. But, but what I experienced physically going through this panic disorder, that's something that I don't want to experience. Never changed the dose, stayed on, minim stayed on, remained on minimal dose. And my, my doctor said, Joanna, this, not, this is not working. I said, it's working. <laughs> it's working for me. So I love talking also to my therapist. I think, I think all those little bits and pieces are super important. And I'm also a therapist for many of my clients. I am, and I learn so much on a daily basis. I mean, sometimes talking about certain conditions, certain sickness, it bring, makes you more aware. And then you all of a sudden go to your doctor and that saves you because that's sometimes that's what happened with my breast cancer, for instance. You know, I went for my um, a MRI sooner than I should have. And, and that's what saved me for now, you know. So that kind of thing, all of it, you know. Yeah. And food and good food well, as, as much as I can. When you travel, it's unfortunately not the easiest way to do it. But for instance, when I land in New York, I order right away for as many weeks as I'm here, I order daily dose. And they really make it so personalized for me. They know that uh, I, don't, I, I am not against eating meat, but I don't love it. I don't digest it easy. So they make it sort of fish-based and I get a little extra muffin there. So I love daily dose as a, uh, as a food approach. It's also anti-inflammatory diet, yes. Well, you are a woman who practices what she preaches, <laughs> it sounds like. I definitely try. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today and having this conversation and sharing all of your insights and your wisdom with us. Um, I know that our listeners will be thrilled that you were able to join us today. Um, I know I am. I always look forward to hearing your advice, um, however I can get it. So thank you so much for joining me. Alex, thank you so much for having me. That was absolute pleasure. And whenever you find a moment, come for a little slapping in New York. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. Yes. <laughs> Done. Done. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. For more beauty content from the team at MindBuddyGreen, you can always read along with our content 
at mindbuddygreen.com. Follow us on social media. And of course, tune into next week's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate and review us. And if you ever want to reach out with questions or insights or thoughts, you can find me on Instagram at Alex underscore Blair underscore. Thanks so much for your time.